Hello, everybody. You're listening to Internet Marketing Unleashed, the podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology, and I'm excited once again to have uh, my good friend and uh, and oftentimes guest, uh, Mike Rotkin, the SEO champion, joining us. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, great, Scott. How are you today? Good. I just realized this is kind of like a West Coast podcast. I'm up here in Vancouver. There's snow on the ground, although it's sunny, which is nice, not raining. And uh, you're down uh, around L.A. Uh, where it's sunny and warm. Yeah, sunny and warm. It was raining, but we finally get some sun back. I nice. Because we were blessed down here with sun in December, so we, get, <laughs> we got nailed in February. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was uh, the news from time to time talks about some sort of merger occurring either between MSN.com and Yahoo or Yahoo and Google. And of course, the governments keep you know jumping in and they want you know antitrusts and all those sort of good things. But you uh, you've been noticing some interesting things going on between uh, Yahoo, Google, and MSN. And I think it's always a, a real it's a real good idea to kind of keep an eye on what those three search engines in particular are doing because they can have such a huge impact on your SEO strategy, your internet marketing strategy, whether you're up near the top or down near the bottom, and it also impacts a lot of pay-per-click decisions that you might be making. Yes, that's true. That That is true. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll touch, let me touch on Yahoo. Um, I've been following Yahoo for many years, uh, especially the last two years. I've always actually thought Yahoo is a great buy on the stock market. Not in the recession right now. It's still a little down, but um, Yahoo has always got. They've always had so much traffic. Um, I forgot exactly what article um, from the Associated Press that I read about the stats, but Yahoo is right behind Google when it comes to traffic. Really? Now, my, yes. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I, I ran um, some of the numbers on their financials, and you know, Google was three fifty, four hundred dollars, and Yahoo was always twenty. I, I estimated on my calculations that Yahoo should be about seventy five dollars two years ago. Wow. Um, so you know, just just kind of going off of that'll just give some of the users some insight of how powerful Yahoo is. Yahoo is going to maintain their own, I believe. Um, MSN has been trying to what they've been doing. I'm sure a lot of the users out there have been hearing that. Um, I mean, the uh, computer users. When I say users, um, they've been hearing that. You know, MSN's been trying to work deals out with Yahoo. Here's the reason why. Since Yahoo has almost as much traffic as Google, and their instant messenger is the most popular. In the entire world, Yahoo. Hold it. Um, everybody Just a sec, Mike. I got to interrupt you. You're saying that Yahoo's instant messenger is the most popular in the world? That's correct. Yeah. So bigger than that Skype, bigger than Google's chat, bigger than Hotmail's chat. Um, it is bigger than Hotmail's. It's bigger than Gmail chat. Um, it's bigger than Google chat. I do not know about Skype, but um, but it is one of the biggest instant messenger, you know, type sites. When, I guess when I was thinking, it's you know it's all the big ones like uh, against AOL, um, Hotmail, MSN Chat, Gmail Chat, and you have Yahoo Chat, and then yeah, and then Skype. But I haven't really you know seen a lot of information on Skype, but it's possible. But wow. it is it is they have I forgot how many millions of users. I, I don't you know quote me on this, but I believe they have between 80 to 140 million users on Yahoo the Messenger. Wow. Well, that blows my mind because I've always thought of, you know, live.com which is MSNs and I've thought of Google Chat and and Skype Chat and I've always kind of ignored um, Yahoo Messenger. So, I'm going to take a little closer look at it. So, thanks for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So, you know, and the thing is, too, here's one of the things that's always been in my head about Yahoo, is Yahoo appeals to the older generation, the mid-generation, and the younger generation. Because um, I know we were talking last time about Yahoo, how they're maybe going to change their front page. I've been noticing, that, and that's the great thing about the Internet, you can watch what everybody's doing. Um, Yahoo changed their front page for a beta on the weekend. They didn't say that, but that's my guesstimate because anybody that changes their PageRank 9 site from Google, which is yahoo.com, and makes a new different site with applications and then pulls it the next day, they're kind of running a beta to see how many apps are doing that. So that's kind of led me to believe that, you know, of all my studies, and I, I run a lot of studies in college and, and at, you know, have a couple people that um, work with they go down to colleges and take studies on what they're currently using and um, believe about six, seven out of ten are strictly using Yahoo Messenger. So um, the Yahoo search, you know, the, the demographics, continuing on the demographics, um, so again, we have gender, we have age, um, we have the demographics they're going to be including is going to, you know, for Yahoo, it's, you know, so let's say that, actually let's say that you're an affiliate marketer and you're selling weight loss pills. So, you know, you, you really want to target, you know, some you know some uh, uh, users over computer users over let's say 22 21 because they have credit cards because the landing page maybe you know they ask for the credit card right after which everybody does so there's no maybe but that's that's some of the demographics that that um, Facebook does actually um, Facebook does those demographics you can break it down to either in college 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 graduate in high school age gender um, liking movies this and that so. If let's say we select somebody that likes movies, um, and I'm trying to figure out how they got all this information that they can pick out everybody that likes movies. I know how Facebook does it because they match it up based on profile. So if we select movies, and I just wanted to touch on this because that could give some of the uh, computer users out there some insight on how affiliate marketing minds work. Is you know let's say we target movies, and I'm running a Netflix campaign or a Blockbuster. Uh, for all the guys out there, don't run Blockbuster anymore, FYI, because they've cut their uh, they've cut their uh, payout drastically. They're paying out mm. over 12 months. And I wanted to mention this because, um, I, you know, just going off topic, uh, Scott, if it's okay, I'd like sure. to kind of mention what to look out for. Um, I was going to write an article, and I still am, because I used to advertise for Blockbuster and do a lot of uh, sign-ups every day. I used to do 50 to 100 every single day. Um, they used to pay out at – no, I'm sorry, they used to pay $38 a sign-up. Now, that's why Blockbuster is actually going broke, because – Whoever's in charge of the company did not realize that you cannot pay out uh, $38 and not even $25 off a 9.99 sign-up because there's no contract. Um, I've been in the cell phone business a long time, and like if you work for Sprint and you, you know, when I was a sales manager, we would pay four months based on, you know, um, you know, to the agent or the business agent. So if the person signed up for a $100 plan, they would get about $300 to the agent, but you have a two-year contract. Blockbuster did not do that. Now this is really funny. Because Commission Junction, which is one of the largest affiliate networks, they're a Walmart of networks. There's no customer service there, and you get what you get, and you got to figure out what to do with it. So they, <laughs> you know, they they actually used to promote Vonage, which you know they caused Vonage to go broke. I mean, all these companies you can think of, you have Vonage, you have Blockbuster. I think Vonage was paying out seventy dollars to an affiliate um, that gets people to sign up, um, you know, to their twenty-four dollar plan. That's why they went broke, pretty much. So the thing is, this is really interesting when I say it's funny, is because Commission Junction is the only network in the world that will keep emailing you telling you've been deactivated, 
you've been reactivated. They'll send you two emails a day. And then, so I got a deactivation notice from Blockbuster, of course. I was expecting it because everybody else got it. And then six hours later, you get a reactivation because they can't make up their mind what they want to do. Now, the reactivation, guess what? It comes with new terms because they can't legally change your terms without deactivating you. So I'm looking at this email, Scott, and I'm laughing because Blockbuster is going to pay $2 a month for up to 12 months for every user you refer. Who is going to drive traffic these days with the cost of pay-per-click when it costs about actually a dollar eighty, dollar to a dollar eighty to get users on, or maybe even up to two dollars and fifty cents on a mathematical average I was running? Because that's what I was, you know, paying. I, I was converting. It would cost me about maybe two dollars to three dollars and fifty cents to make thirty-eight, which was huge. I was making ten times my money. So now. Um, they're only paying $2 a month up to $24. So when they when they sell it to the person on email, it says, oh, earn up to $24. So I'm laughing because I've been advertising with Blockbuster forever, and I'm looking at their stock, and their stock is actually either a dollar or under a dollar in the stock market. They're not doing well at all, and they're now trying to recoup, and they're trying to get some affiliate markers that are new and trying to you know encourage them to advertise, and it's a terrible program because of the mathematics. So... If you ever see, especially with Commission Junction, if you ever see you've been deactivated, reactivated, just know to expect a lower rate. And <laughs> I personally would not use Commission Junction because of uh, of the way they operate their business. Right, right. Well, it, I just want to get back to the Yahoo uh, MSN controversy that you've stirred up because uh, when you mentioned earlier that Yahoo Messenger was one of the larger ones, and of course i I have a Yahoo account, but I don't use Yahoo Messenger, so or I haven't used it for a long time. So I downloaded it, uploaded it, uh, installed it, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, send a request for you, Mike, to be one of my friends on Yahoo Messenger. And oh, then I you. noticed something when I was doing that, and that is that Yahoo Messenger can tie in with Live.com, which, of course, Live is an MSN product or a site with uh, with its own kind of Hotmail Live Messenger service. So Yahoo Messenger and Live Messenger are somewhat integrated. Wow. The plot know, thickens. The plot wow, thickens. Wow, it does. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know where I think that, that could be, Scott? Um, you know, MSN has been in the boardrooms with Yahoo for months, um, even before the new year, and they were trying... It's been publicly stated in many news articles that they were trying uh, to purchase Yahoo's search um, uh, interest, you know, right. per se. Well, I so thought they were trying to purchase all of Yahoo myself, but uh, just the search. Yeah, well, I think the search is probably about 80 90% of their mm -hmm. business. But, yeah, that would be smart if they did try to purchase the whole, you know, business. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know what I was thinking is is I was I was running I'm running in my head what was going on with MSN and Yahoo and MSN is the only search engine that has um, big demographics as I was saying mm -hmm. uh, towards Facebook but guess what we go back and we remember that you know MSN bought one percent for however many millions of dollars to be able to change that for Facebook so they're kind of getting in that you know that niche as far as because MSN has their own laboratory and for the computer users out there I I don't know the the address off the bat, but it's MSN, um, you know, stats laboratory, and just try to use the word laboratory and find it out there. But it's interesting. It's a virtual laboratory, and they, you know, they have all the, you know, award winners and the geniuses that work at MSN, and they, they've been able to figure that out. So what I'm thinking is either there's two things that happen with Yahoo. 
either Yahoo has somebody at you know Yahoo of course that's looking at MSN's laboratory because they can go right online, or they they were working on their pay-per-click you know on MSN to strictly understand how MSN works, and they just made it themselves. But what I really think could have happened um, that we'll probably find out in the next few weeks or months, and I'll check some more news out there. But I, I think that possibly MSN, um, you know, worked out a deal to be able to give them their patented rights to this um, gender search and, you know, and, and name search. And that demographic and stuff is really, really huge. It is. It's tremendous. It it allows the user directly to get to their niche. And that's not something that Google has uh, figured out. No, no, they they haven't. They you can only target it by city or by state or by country, and yeah, that that's yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, because Google Google wants your money. You know, they want that money from you, and they're going to help, but they're going to slowly unveil it because a lot of major corporations they only know one search engine, and that's Google. They don't even know that Yahoo pretty much has most of that type of traffic, and the traffic can actually possibly be better than Google, I believe, um, because I used to use Yahoo Pay Per Click a lot. And I've done very well with um, advertising multiple products on Yahoo over Google. That's for sure. Hmm. Well, that's you know, great. That's a great pay-per-click tip. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and even check out MSN for all the pay-per-click guys out there. Um, you know, and ladies as well. Um, uh, MSN is is actually nobody can even think about it. Um, just for the record, don't do Ask.com because I have a lot, and I don't know where they get their. I know they get their traffic from AOL, and really nobody's searching on that anymore that's looking to buy something. But um, MSN is a very good search engine, and they have those demographics, and they're fully expandable now. And you'll get to see exactly what Yahoo is going to become by going through MSN. Hmm. That's interesting because uh, I tend to watch the TV ratings for some strange reason and uh, certain certain shows. And, and uh, it's very interesting because... The, there's a little editorial that always comes with it, and it's like, oh yeah, these guys are really excited because they were number one for the 18 to 25 young male demographic, <laughs> right? <laughs> or you know, so it's like those are the you know, and probably these were you know the beer companies and the, and stuff, but you know there are certain groups that are very very. Uh, uh, important to certain companies, right? And you know, they're and it was just you know, it was like they didn't care about us, you know, 50 plus year old guys, but they were number one in the 18 to 25 demographic, so they were all excited about this, right? And 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 you see it all the time in entertainment, right? Uh, oftentimes, like I'll look at the movie, I always like to see you know who's number one or what's hot in the movie field too, and and uh, for my own personal interest really more than anything else but i think it's very interesting that they'll they will break down that uh, you know it was 62% women that went to see this movie between you know 25 and 40 years old and that was wow. the demographic you know they they do really take a lot of time and effort to break it down and it always really amazed me and i never thought about it when i was thinking of adwords until you talked about it today how uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, if you want to advertise, uh, you know, this keyword in this city, no problem. But you know, what if that keyword, that city, the 30 to 40 year old is who you want to to target, right? Mm-hmm. A lot harder to do that. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, you know, um, the you know what I I I read a while ago, and you know, I was just about you because I'm thinking how that Yahoo and Google get these demographics and. I still believe they come through those uh, little nice spywares that we all get through um, Windows and Windows XP and Vista. 
because um, those cookies are actually being resold. If you notice, like if you run spyware uh, software, I use Webroot. If you run Webroot um, off your XP, you'll notice double click or add click always has um, one of those cookies in there. And what it is, they're able to track exactly what products you buy and where you shop. So I guess with all that data computed into however they compute it, it allows them to bring up a rough demographic of what you like and roughly how old you are and if you're male or female. Mm. Well, they got me now because yesterday my son came up and asked me to buy a, a part for his bike. So now they've got me as a 16-year-old teenage male <laughs> who likes to oh, ride wow. a bike. <laughs> uh, we tricked them. Did, <laughs> did it on my computer, not his. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's nice. That'll really mess up the demographics. That's controversial for them. There you go, yeah. So yeah. from now on, never buy anything for yourself on your computer, folks. Buy something for somebody who's outside your demographics, and let's just play with the minds of these advertising spies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get some people to blow millions. <laughs> wow. Uh, Speaking of controversy, I remember we were talking about Wicked Fire last time. That's right. You Wicked know, Fire. Yep. You know, Wicked Fire, um, I, I know you've heard of them, Scott, and um, I've actually I've had a chance to, you know, um, uh, be around their affiliate marketing as far as, um, you know, I was a director for an affiliate marketing company. Uh, I was director of SEO and affiliate marketing uh, manager. You know, I'd hire affiliate marketing managers, and we had a relationship with Wicked Fire, uh, you know, strictly to uh, promote products because their forum, now, I mentioned uh, last time that, you know, of course they have vulgarity on there and such, but the information is very good. Um, their moderators are, moderators are top-notch. They know their stuff. They run their own pay-per-click. Actually, you know what they do is um, kind of how I just kind of gave a brief um, spanking to Blockbuster. Yep. They will give a mass spanking to many companies all day. That's what they do. They they run the campaigns, then they give their feedback, uh, yay or nay, and, and vulgarity is always in there, no matter yay or nay. And uh, it's interesting because they are strictly based on controversy. Um, there is the two big bloggers out there, Shoe Money and John Chow. Um, and, you know, I was reading a lot that they had their fallouts with uh, the owner, um, uh, John of uh, Wicked Fire. And it's just interesting because... I, I from a lot of what I've read of John and Wicked Fire, you know, he he literally just stirs up controversy and he gets he gets these big bloggers to get upset. He'll post pictures and thank gosh he doesn't have my picture. And uh, John's a good guy, so hopefully he won't uh, put my picture up and say some crazy stuff. But um, you, if you go on his website, you will see some. Um, um, they call them the other yeah, super affiliates. And there's one gentleman I forgot his name, but they. He had a picture of him, and he just kind of wrote about him, which you know a lot of the stuff was true. And then, but then he started saying, "Okay, well, if this guy is a super blogger and making millions, why does he have stuff all over his floor? Why is his rug messed up, his wall?" And it's just hilarious because he will—he is one of the best controversial people that I've seen. The way he writes, he's a very good writer, and he's very good with you know bringing people in, luring them in, and attacking them, huh. you know, either on yay or nay. And, a lot of people read his information because he talks about the truth. And, you know, and that's the thing is, like, when he first started talking about uh, Shoe Money and, and John Chow, you know, he talked about a lot of what they did. He exposed their business. And then a lot of them, based on their responses, had, you know, loopholes to where he could cause some controversy. So that's that's kind of how that forum operates. And they talk about SEO. They're, they talk about email marketing. They're a big affiliate marketing forum. 
So if you're, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're interested in knowing what's going on with affiliate marketing, getting people's ideas on good affiliate programs to join, bad ones to join or avoid, and uh, stuff on mailing and traffic, SEO, pay-per-click, all those sorts of things, this would probably be a good source for, for information, right? Yes, definitely. For affiliate marketing, um, oh, just to mention, because a lot of people got me confused with, there is an SEO mic on wickedfire.com. That's not me just so everybody knows, so a lot of that information is not coming from me. If you need my information, Scott will you know, mention the blog after the podcast. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because there is another SEO, Mike. And, mm-hmm. and he, he tried to stir up some controversy with me when I was a director of this company. Um, and he was trying to say, you know, actually, you know, it's funny. Um, they did this. They wanted to have an SEO contest with me because uh-huh. they were so flustered because I used to, like, you know, being on the basketball team at UNLV, they always called me Big Mike. Uh, the head coach, Bill Baino, who was a uh, assistant NBA coach for Portland Trailblazers. And he gave me that name, and I always kind of, you know, my friends would call me SEO Big Mike. This guy got a, he got a hold of that name, and he said, oh, I'm SEO Mike. You can't be SEO Big Mike. We have to have a contest. That's their mentality. <laughs> you know, and you know what I told him? I said, okay. Um, and it's actually, this is the truth. Uh, the owner of Wikifire didn't want to have a contest with me. He did. And, um, and he emailed me. He was, he was not thrilled at all. I think he was trying to cause controversy and lure me in, but I didn't let it happen. But I did tell him, I said, okay, look, um, because he likes, he, he'll use his form, wickedfire.com, which is very powerful, and he'll, you know, his thing is, oh, I'll try to get these keywords and let's see who wins. Use your site. Well, guess what? I told him, and my voice is running a little low, but I told him that, um, I said, hey, let's do this. And this is a foolproof method for me. Let's take two brand new domains that no one knows about and let's go ahead and do SEO and let's see who wins and then you know you can have one blogger on as far as your staff and me too and we'll be able to monitor it well he didn't say yes to that one <laughs> you know but but he's 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 a guy that created a huge forum based strictly on major controversy and just talking with no language bounds as far as uh you know, offensive or anything like that. Scott. Right, it's and it's a, it is a huge active site. <clears throat> I'm on it right now, and the first section has, uh, it looks like it's got uh, 211,000 posts in it. The second section, 106,000 posts in it. 30,797 posts in the next one. 16,000 posts, 24,000 posts. Uh, 1,900 posts, so you, there are some that are obviously more active and, and than others, but that's an awful lot of posts and uh, threads that are going through there. So uh, definitely if you're interested, one of the forums that I've, I've never, I don't really participate that much in, but I want to get your opinion on it as well since we're, you know, uh, getting some controversy going here, and you've talked about this particular one for affiliate marketing. And for Internet marketing, a lot of times people will uh, talk about the Warrior Forum. So, Mike, you've any comments you want to make on them before we leave the forum part of today's podcast? You know, the Warrior Forum, I've been on there a few times. I haven't really sifted through it. Um, but, you know, I'd actually like, since it seems you wanted to, can you, I'd like you to actually touch touch on it a little bit because I've only been on there a few times. I know it's very it's very good, but... One uh, forum for like for SEO and internet marketing that's very good is SEO Book, and SEO mm-hmm. Book is a constant forum. And actually, you know Lee Auden, um, he's a he's a very good SEO guy. I, I highly respect. I've been watching him. Mean, he's always kept neutral. And you know the thing is, is when I talk about uh, controversies, if you're going to do SES search engine strategies, you're a professional speaker. You do not need to be getting drunk after the shows and and talking <laughs> about controversy and starting problems with with the, with the members in the audience. 
you know, it's a business. And Lee Auden is one of the, besides a few others, you know, like Bruce Clay. Um, yeah. Bruce Clay does not create any really controversy. But Lee Auden, a top-ranked blog, um, he has a very good blog, and a lot of his information is extremely reputable. Um, those are the forums, well, not call them forums, but they're blogs because it's good getting a lot of his info instead of a lot of everybody else's. But, um, yeah, the Warrior blog is, I, I've been on there a few times, and from what I've seen, it's pretty good. But I don't know too, too much about it, though. Okay. Yeah, I know I know a number of people that are on there a lot, and uh, most of the time they're, you know, going back and forth discussing things, and I know a few people that go in there just to stir up controversy and get uh, get people talking and excited, and and it's all part of their branding and marketing, so uh, I guess the trick, <laughs> you know, would be if you're going to do any sort of far, forum marketing or, you know, become known in the community and uh, is Pick one that, you know, lurk around, and particularly with someone like, uh, you know, the Wicked Fire Forum, you want to lurk for a long time to get a feel for, you know, it's because somebody's going to do something stupid, and then you can see how the community reacts to them, and it's much yeah. better if somebody else does something stupid than you or I do something stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> And you know what's funny? I totally, going off that, I forgot about what's happened, and I think it's gone, the story, but they they first posted some, you know, stuff about having a contest with me, and then I, I called them actually by phone and said, look, you know, you got to take that down. Um, you know, if you want to post the contest, then post what I just mentioned. Let's take two branding domains, we'll put a bet on the table, and we'll start from scratch. You can have one blogger, I have one blogger, and we'll go at it. But that's what these guys do, actually. They They just pull people in. They'll go out and attack and then lure people in and write about them and get them to post based on that. It's a complete yeah. trap. Yeah. You know, and so it's a great way to get that. traffic to your site, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> they have been a proven model of doing that. It, it, there's so much demand for advertising on Wicked Fire, it's crazy. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Every affiliate company. But, um, yeah, you know, just going off what Scott said, if you want to create some controversy, definitely um, – you know, just kind of take it a little light, but, um, you know, I get some, uh, you know, some people in there, just people you don't even know, just write on based on what they wrote, and if you disagree, you know, have the facts to back it up, but go ahead and full reign. Yeah. You know? But I would definitely recommend, uh, particularly if you haven't done this sort of thing for a while, is sit back, lurk, we call it lurking, get a feel for the community, because you may look at Wicked, Wicked Fire and say, ah, you know, I don't like these guys, they're not really my type of people. You may go to the Warrior Forum, ah, I don't know. You may go to another forum, oh, yeah, these, you know, because the, there's a lot of forums with a lot of traffic, a lot of people coming to them, a lot of people asking questions, and you want to find the community that fits with you, uh, whether it is Wicked you know, Warrior Forum or Wicked Fire or, or SEO Book, like uh, like you had mentioned as well, Mike, or um, uh, you know, there's a there's a there's top rank blog. Top rank blog. I mean, there's lots of them out there. And one of the problems, one of the dangers is, is that if you if you decided you wanted to work, say, an eight-hour day, it's very easy at 9 a.m. to read a few posts on one of these forums, and then the next thing you know, it's 5 o'clock, right? And all you did was go back and forth on one of these forums. So, uh, and, and if that's part of your marketing strategy to drive traffic and customers to your site, and you've got, you know, you end the day with $3,000 in extra sales that you wouldn't have had otherwise, good on you but if you end the day like I think most people probably do with oh my goodness where did the day go I work so hard but I have nothing to show in my bank account then just be very wary of uh, of the forums because they can be a bit addictive 
Yep, and they'll and they'll pull you right in too. Yeah. And if you oh, and let me just mention about Wicketfire. Um, forums are very good to use for for getting in links and posting comments. And um, I, I tried to uh, post a few comments on uh, Wicketfire's forum to get an in link to me and. They have a monitoring system where they will not have it. You just keep in mind, Wicked Fire will, you, you know, be a part of that community, and this goes for a lot of forums too. Um, be a part of their community and engage in in their forum, and don't try to uh, spam them by, you know, putting your link at the bottom. It's very, you know, you want to do it, but you know, you got to show them some interest too, and especially Wicked Fire. Um, you know, you want to get in with the moderators and, you know, chat with them, even help them out and. You know, and that's good to do with a few forms because some of those end links are very powerful. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they'll eventually um, give you approval where maybe you should email the moderator and say, you know, I'm going to make a post, but would it be possible for you to give me credit and give me a link? And, you know, that might be after about seven to eight interactions. And they, they just might say no, and they might cuss you out, actually, but that's wicked fire. But just, you know, respond back and understand that that's how they are and just say, you know, um, just say, you know what, that's no problem, I understand, and is there a possibility I can get in the near future? And, you know, it's the same thing as any business relationship, but I just wanted to point that out because if some users are, you know, listening to us and they want to go hit Wicked Fire's forum, that's what to expect as far as, you know, getting in links. Well, and you know how popular our podcast is, and I would sure hate for us to be responsible for crashing Wicked Fire's servers because of the huge traffic spike that they got because we've been talking about them. Yeah, that's for sure. So we're not responsible. <laughs> we're not responsible. I'm sure they can handle the traffic, though. They got it. So all those posts you just read off, I haven't actually been on the site in over a year. But, well, I, I was on the owner's site. Um, I won't give that out right now, but um, you can find it, um, well, you know, out there. Next the week, there could be 300,000 uh, posts because of uh, all the people that we've been had listening to us, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Triple stats. It's we'll, not we'll, impossible. We'll, we'll check it out next week and see how it's gone up. One of the things that they say on their front page is they have industry promotions, so affiliate managers and people that have products can actually contact Wicked Fire and say, okay, here's stuff we want to promote. And here, and they will, and it's a paid thing. You actually pay them. You can put your ads or your whatever you want to put in in different promotions for affiliates, mailers, SEO affiliates, miscellaneous. And, but it says, and I just wanted to read this part. If you're an affiliate manager or owner of a network, this is the only place where you can advertise within the forum aside from your SIG, which means your signature file. So. One of the things that is always a good strategy for when you're at the forums is, you know, have a, put up a blog, you know, with usually like yourname.com or something like that, and uh, post stuff on your blog, make sure it's really active, and then use that as the link, because usually, you know, you put your name, you can put, you know, a little quote, and usually you can put a, a URL in there. And if you put it as your blog, you know, if they do check it, they'll say, okay, this isn't like straight to a, a sales letter. He's not spamming us or anything else. It goes to the blog. And, of course, in the blog, you can talk about all the wonderful products that you've produced or what's going on and where you're speaking and all those sort of good things, right? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Very good. Wonderful. So we're... We're getting pretty close to the end. We had a f- two other topics which we wanted to talk about, and uh, we're going to have to hold them till uh, till next week, I think, Mike. Okay, that sounds good to me. We'll be able to see how much traffic Wicked Fire gets just on those posts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> In the meantime, it would be really funny if they doubled. Uh, yeah. The power of the spoken word, right? 
Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And their words are vulgarity. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, don't be offensive to anybody out there when you go on there. It's hard for me to read, you know, every other word, the F word or so, but it's very hard to read it. But if you can read through it and not concentrate on the words, because I know some people don't like reading it or listening to it, because, you know, I used to use vulgarity probably in my early age and stuff, but I'm more, more of a, you know, speaker these days. And But just kind of read through it and get the good information out of it. And, you know, if you're running your own blog out there, just go ahead and um, write information based on what they wrote about and just take the vulgarity out, and you're yep. set. And you're set. That's right. <laughs> set a yep. high standard, right? Yep, that's right. Set a high standard and cause some controversy. There you go. That's the secret. <laughs> so, Mike, thank you very much for joining us once again. It's been a pleasure as always. I always enjoy. I've all learned a ton of stuff as normal and as usual and, uh, and uh, really enjoyed having you on the show. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you very much for inviting me again. I've, I, you know, I'm very, I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm a big fan of how you do everything, and I'm very happy to be on the show. Right. Thanks, Mike, and uh, thank you very much for joining us as well. And we'll we'll see you all next week. If you uh, have any questions or anything, head over to www.askscottpatton.com. Leave some comments. Let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, if you've got any questions, if you went to the Warrior Forum or Wicked Fire and and uh, have some comments on that, that'd be great. We would uh, certainly talk about it in our next show, uh, answer any questions that you may have, that sort of thing. And if you want to uh, know more about what Mike's up to and what he's doing, you could head over to www.seochampion.com. I think it's is it forward slash blog is your blog, Mike? Uh, forward slash SEO blog. Forward slash SEO blog, that's right. Uh, yeah, and yeah. for that, I'll do a 301 direct and set up a blog, set up the blog link. Yeah, it should have been blog, but I did SEO blog for a reason because um, by putting those words in the URL friendly up there, um, you'll, you're able to get that SEO blog on the organic search. Right, right. Awesome. And there's another SEO tip for everybody. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. I think I'm one of the only ones in the industry doing it. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think you are too. I do it the odd time, but not as much as I should. So uh, thank you again, Mike, and uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.